Welcome to the Soul Business Companion with me, your host, Faye Semple. This podcast shares what it really takes to create, launch and scale your business. I'm going to be sharing business know-how and the personal spiritual journey of being an entrepreneur so you can start making money online with your soul gifts. You have a mission. It's time for you to live it. This morning, I was reminded of a coach from my mentor, um, the wonderful Jeff Walker, who said, when he's talking to us, you know, he a famous quote of his that I actually have written in my journal every day to remind myself and my business planner every day it's written at the top to remind myself of something really important. He said, you owe it to yourself and to your clients and to the world at large to continue to play a bigger game. And we absolutely do. So this isn't a scripted podcast. This isn't one of those three steps to doing this, that and the other. This is me being real about what it takes to create a spiritual spiritual business and actually even how vulnerable that can make you feel. But we are in it for the bigger game. And we are born, all of us, with our gifts, our mission, our message. And for some of us, that will take us down the route of entrepreneurship. Not for everybody, but for some of us. So I think that's a really profound saying. There are three elements to that. You owe it to yourself, to your clients, and to the world at large to continue to play a bigger game. So you owe it to yourself. So many of us play small, and so many of us sort of clamp ourselves down and hide our gifts. And I know I spent most of my life doing that. Ever since I can remember, I have been in broiled and enthralled intertwined with this world of energy some of my earliest memories even of birth even of of being a tiny child were of being able to go out of body and to have no bounds between my mind and the world at large if my body wouldn't go where I wanted it to my mind was able to go into other places that were beyond my own body and that's something that I've always been able to do so ever since as a child if I was stuck in school um as a really young age you know and, and at primary school in classes that I didn't like that I was always accused of daydreaming I was always accused of you know just staring out the window is because actually my mind had gone to other places now a lot of people would dismiss this as an imagination imagination I would say is the root into this But it's certainly not because my mind would be able to travel and I would be outside of the classroom looking in at myself, staring out the window. My mind could go anywhere. And I would often communicate with these non-physical beings while I was in this. I was able to communicate with the dryads of trees. I was able to communicate with water. I was able to almost be water rushing through the landscape. I didn't stray too far. Often I often strayed within visual sight of my own body. But... Um, it was it was a phenomenal experience. And and then when I would come back in, if I had seen something outside, like a ladybird on a tree or whatever, I would then in physical person go and find that ladybird because I knew it was there because I had already seen it out of body. And that was a way of me, I suppose, validating what I would what I had seen to myself, that it wasn't in my mind. It wasn't in my imagination. I was able to leave my body because our mind is not our brain. Our mind, we know, science science now knows our body extends, uh, our brain extends well beyond our body. And actually what are called your mind fields, which are a 
a field is basically a range or a zone of influence. Whenever we have a thought, those mind fields go out there into the universe. And if we ask a question, a corresponding field of information comes back, but it comes back as energy. So it's our intuition and our brain that has to sort of transform that energy into something useful. And this is why intuition and why soul, soul knowing is so dif difficult because the universe doesn't speak language. The universe speaks energy. And until we can find ways of turning energy into something that our conscious mind is able to understand, it can be very difficult. Now, I love working with the intuition. I love working with the sort of psychic realms. I love communicating with Deva, which are um, non-human beings, which hold the energetic blueprint of all things outside of us. It could be the energetic blueprint for your home, for your family, for you, for your business. But everything has its own spirit, its own Deva, as, it as it's called in the Hindu language which means that there is a conscious, non-physical being that holds the energetic blueprint for the perfect unfolding of that thing, your business, you, otherwise known as your guardian angel, they would be called in the sort of Christian terms or spiritual terms. Um, and I was able to communicate with these things. And that's great when you're out of body and that, that mind field that you go into is a completely different experience than our conscious mind. It's a very dreamlike, hallucinogenic almost state. Um, it is like having a waking dream almost. And this information comes on in this different state. There's a, it's a non-verbal word. And you're thinking in words until it comes to actually language and then language evades you. But you're thinking very differently. So I spent a lot of time in these realms as a child, constantly away with the fairies I was I was remember I was all that's what people used to say they'd say oh Faye my namesake even is away with the fairies because I would be gone out of body and just somewhere else and what I realized was that I had to find a way as I grew up I had to find a way of making sense of all these things and that's personally how I got into dowsing which is using a pendulum and it could be anything and I use personally a nut on a piece of cotton. For those of you watching on video, you'll see it. This is not imbued with special powers. It doesn't need programming. It's a nut out of my garage um, suspended on a piece of cotton because dowsing enables us to ask carefully framed questions with our conscious mind and for our mind fields to go out and retrieve this information as energy, but then translate that energy into back into a word that our conscious mind can understand. So dowsing became a really good tool for me to not, not play small, to start to talk about what I could see, to start to talk about the fact that I could see auras, I can see chakras, um, you know, I can do psychometry, I can look at a past place. There are many things that I can do for whatever strange reason um, that, that I'm able to do these things, but I'd kept quiet about it so much of my life. I didn't talk about these things. So I did it in my quietly weirded circles of, you know, you grow to a certain age and I ended up in circles of people who were iridologists and they were acupuncturists and they were into all this esoteric and holistic stuff, you know, and they wore Doc Martens and flowery trousers to show they were into all this esoteric stuff. And I was very much into this as a young adult through university. And then, of course, you end up having to go out into work, four letter word. So I end up having to go out into work with all these professional people because I went into project management. So you can't talk about when you're doing this stuff. Oh, stuff that's like, oh, I'm working with this project. I've got it all coming to light. 
and I'm going through project management systems and structures and risk assessments and cutoff points. I couldn't say actually that I was also talking to the Daver of these projects and saying, what do I need to do for the perfect unfolding of this project? When is it in my best interest to take this action? Is this action in the best interest of the project? And the way I was communicating with the Daver was through dowsing, which is one of the tools I still use in my own business. I ask questions of my Daver of my business through dowsing because intuition is great, but it can be misinterpreted, can't it? You know, we we can have a set of animal cards like I have, and you can pull out three animal cards. One's a bear, one's a wolf, and one's a pigeon. And they tell you the meaning of these cards. You go, oh, yes, the wolf means something is coming, you know, and you look at the bear and it's like has different meanings. You look at the pigeon and it has different meanings. And they go, hmm, God, that's so insightful. And then you actually really have no clue what it means. You don't know how to action it in your real life. Whereas the thing I really like about dowsing is you can ask carefully framed questions. Is it in my best interest to launch a new offer in my business? Yes or no. Is it in my, you know, when would it be my best interest to launch this product? October, November, December, yes or no. And then you you look at, you know, would the what is the best um, niche to launch this project in if you're an existing business you can break down for instance what's missing in your offer what does your current offers only touch on that you might want to go in more in depth with so dowsing is a phenomenal tool and I have played small all my life not just in my also not just in my um, psychic abilities but also in my project management abilities um, so we owe it to ourselves not to play small we owe it to ourselves to come through and say These are my gifts. I actually want to share them with the world because I think I can really help people. And by doing that, we step into our own power because so often we play small and we live all surface level lives of just getting up and going through the motions. And we don't know what we're really good at. And when people then focus in, try to focus in on what they're good at, they're often back on their heels. They're leaning back away from it going, I want to know what I'm good at, but actually when I look at what I'm good at, when I really start to hone in on what that is, the implications of that are going to mean that I'm going to have to make some big changes in my life and people are going to go and what are people going to think? So then they go, well, you know, a bit like I did. I think, well, you know, I'm psychic. I'm incredibly psychic. I'm incredibly gifted to be able to see all these energies. But if I actually tell people about all that, they're going to think I'm an egomaniac. egomaniac. They're going to think I'm weird. They're probably going to think I need sectioning and putting in a mental home. There's something wrong with me. Um, what what will the impact be on my friends and family when I come out and say this? There are any negative consequences for them. Not that I'm responsible for them. But all these things go through your mind and you start to hang back. But we have to think about power. Within our core is our power. And that is our You know, because our, try again, our soul and our body are made of the same energy, exactly the same energy. It's just that our body is the manifest form of that energy. It's the vessel which enables us to have an incarnate experience. But our soul is so much more than that. And we came to have this experience. We came to make an impact. We came to bring these gifts to the world. And damn sure we didn't come 
to spend most of it washing up, hoovering and worrying about other people. And this is a particularly a problem for women and these socialised gender roles that keep us playing small and, you know, support humans to men. I didn't come in to do that. I came in with a mission. I came in with these abilities for a reason. And if I don't step up to that, my soul is not going to have the experience that it came to have. And I'm not going to be able to tap into my true power. Now, a lot of people have a problem with the word power because so many of us have been on the receiving end of abuses of power and corrupt power. I know there were huge power abuses within my own family, my extended family as a child, which meant I didn't understand power. There were huge abuses of power in my abusive marriage. So it took me a long time. It took me to midlife, really, um, nearly 50, to say enough. I was well up in my 40s before I said enough. This isn't what I came in to do. So I could have, if I'd stepped into my power, probably achieved more earlier. Yes, but it is what it is. But people have this idea of power as it's that it's something to be shied away from because so many of us have experienced the negative side of power. But we have to think about power differently. It Without power is the thing that powers creation. It is power is the thing that pushes that delicate little dandelion up through the concrete. Power is the thing that creates suns and planets. Power is the thing that pushes us out of the womb of our mothers into the world. Power and creation are the same thing. There is power in everything. And when we step into that power, we step into creation. So we owe it to ourselves to not play small. And we owe it to our clients too, to step into that power because we can't help them if we don't step up and be who we are. If we're top dressing, if we're surface level dressing what we do, we're not going deep enough, we're not giving them the outcome that we could give them. Now, yes, there will be different levels of investment your clients can make with you. And some will be, you can create a course that they can learn themselves. There can be memberships or mid-ticket offers. And then you can have your real high ticket offer like I do where people come in and I sit with them and I help them with, I won't say channeling, but connecting to their, their diva, the diva of their business. And we talk in depth about their experiences, their powers, what it is they want from their life, really. It doesn't have to be the nitty gritty of business. But what do they see their life becoming? Is it a vessel for transformation, for healing? What is it that you see your life as? So until we can step into our power and do what we came to do, we can't really help our clients in any great degree. And for some people, that won't be entrepreneurship. For some people, that will be they'll make great nurses. They'll make great teachers. They'll make great philosophers. They'll make great politicians, whatever it may be. But if you're an entrepreneur, you owe it to yourself to step into your power so you can't help so that you can help your clients. And the third part of Jeff's statement was, you know, we owe it to ourselves not to play small. We owe it to our clients not to play small. And really, we owe it to the world at large is that when we help people, we have a huge ripple effect. We owe it to the world at large. And I particularly one of my missions is for people to understand that we are just one consciousness amongst many. We, when we build buildings, we need to be working with nature consciousness. When we're creating businesses, we'd be much better to work with its deva so that it can have a much more positive impact in the world. You know, we need to work with the devas of money. We need to work with all these things that have, 
in essence, they can become corrupted by being around people who are of bad spirit, who aren't in their power, who have become warped in their own view of the world, and then we can corrupt these other things. So I'm passionate about people understanding that everything is part of consciousness. Your building, your service, your sorry, your business, your service, your offers, they all have their own deva and they're all part of this huge conscious universe. And we owe it to the world to start recognizing this conscious so we can start to live differently. If we thought of the world as conscious, would we have the environmental damage that we have now? Would we plunder the earth the way that we do if we saw it as conscious? Would be would be would we be so quick to go out there to want to go out into space if we thought that other planets were conscious? And people might say, well, the planets aren't conscious. No, the moon's not conscious. The sun's not conscious. And they might say to me, well, you you know, it's you. I would say I would say it's conscious, and they might say to me, well, you can't prove um, that it's conscious. And I would say, but you can't prove that it's unconscious either. Because when we look at the way the universe is made, the universe is energy, and that energy is consciousness. The current um, work in quantum physics will say it's not that the universe does it have other consciousnesses within it. It is that the universe is consciousness. It operates like a giant brain or mind. It operates with these huge waveforms of mind fields going through it. And, and Rupert Sheldrake himself wrote about this very recently, that he wrote a paper, you know, is the sun conscious? Um, so I think although we may be helping clients and you may be helping them with, you know, most women I help are spiritual women. They're helping them with um, all their sort of creative consultants and healers. Um, they might be doing trauma therapy or they might be offering Reiki or they might be offering whatever it is. But these these spiritual gifts are much more wanted now and much more needed now in the world we've done the capitalist bit we've done we've done the overly patriarchal bit and that system at the moment appears to be clinging on by the tips of its fingers and lashing out to retain control and we're seeing this with the financial collapse we're seeing you know how the environment has been pillaged and you know there are there's a real good theory i think or case to be made that the abuse of the feminine in nature and the abuse of women worldwide is is the same thing it's patriarchy trying to keep down this divine feminine energy um women's rights are being eroded um pushed back at the moment um so there's a lot of this clawing back of this capital patriarchal energy that we need to break down for the betterment of ourselves for our planets for everybody who's stressed, mental health, young people who are growing up not knowing who they are, they're under extreme depression, they're not growing up to be competent, capable adults, we're not nurturing them to do that. So we are all part of these nested energy ecologies. And if we and our business spark out as a, a place of energetic positivity, where we're psychically um you know we're synced in our cycles of energy of this birth death and decay in our business the cycle of life and we are syncing with the other consciousnesses that we are trying to be a part of this tapestry of life rather than fighting against it and seeing it as a resource that we can just pick things out of us and consume when we start to think differently about things, we, we will look at our business in a different way as making that and making that impact. So that really, you know, that almost has been my mission or still is my mission. So 
that's the important impact I want to make. And I think it's a valuable impact. And I think it's an impact that other people want as well. So Jeff Walker, my mentor, is 100% correct when he says you owe it to yourself, to your clients and to the world at large to continue to play big. Stop playing small. And Jeff actually is soon to open his free three-day masterclass on how to launch your online business. So if that's something you are thinking about, now is the time because he only runs this launch once a year. So now is the time to get in. And actually currently has a transformational value manifestation 39-page booklet available to show you how to turn your knowledge into a thriving online business. Without Jeff's mentoring, I would not have had the confidence to bring working with spirit and bring into harmony the energy of people, projects and place, which is essentially geomancy, but also bringing in my business skills. I wouldn't have known or been able to put that business structure together in a way that enables me to help people and earn money <laughs> that is the greatest thing that gives us time freedom financial freedom and really enables me to concentrate on what I am really really good at rather than all the other stuff so if you want that 39 page transformational booklet that's available for a few days only so I will be having a link in the show notes the show notes will be very brief today because I have not scripted this I just came on to talk about what how much we owe it to ourselves and yourself, your clients, and your business to no longer play small. It's time to stop showing up going, please do buy my stuff, and I might be a little bit good at this, and well, I've, I've got this to offer. When you've got this backpack of gifts behind you that you are not owning, and all you're getting out is a tiny little sample to tell people, show up, show people what you've got, be proud of who you are, and Jeff and his team at the Product Launch Formula will help you create the best thing. So download the, 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 download the manifesto from the link below. And I will see you all again very soon for the Soul Infused um, business, business, Soul Business Companion. Do beg your pardon. <laughs> see you all soon. Thanks for listening to Soul Business Companion with Faye Semple. If you'd like to get hold of my eight-step strategy for online success, go to faysemple.com and let's get you living your dream and making money while you do.